You're listening to The Hot Tag with the real tag team champs, Matty Ice and Axel the Axeman, where we talk everything wrestling. Welcome back to Hot Tag with the Beer City Boys, episode number 53. That's right. We're on the back half of the first year. That's right. We're working our numbers up. Hopefully, we're going to work our listeners up. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Um, hope you uh, all enjoyed our little surprise for our year anniversary, going to the Crusher statue. Um, I know I really enjoyed that. That was cool. I'm glad. Um, um, I was going to say Milwaukee, but I guess technically it's in South Milwaukee. But I'm glad that the Crusher got um, recognized uh, in the community, considering um, Milwaukee's a, pr- a fairly big wrestling town, I'd say. I'd say most Midwestern cities are um, fairly big wrestling towns. Wouldn't you agree? Um, definitely, I think I would agree. Um, Minnesota being one, I think. Minnesota's got the huge uh, following with Vern Gagne and all that AWA thing. And uh, AWA was big here in Milwaukee for a while. So, Milwaukee, Chicago. So, yeah. Yeah. I would, I would definitely say. Yeah. And uh, Detroit's got a big, um, big wrestling past. And same with St. Louis and Kansas City and. And obviously Memphis, um, Dallas, San Antonio. So, yeah, I think, um, I mean, I guess as you get down to Texas, it's more south. But, yeah, I just feel like, um, I mean, what else are you going to do in uh, the win- middle of the winter in Milwaukee, right? That's right. That's right. Well, back in the day, everybody loved it. You know, your grandma loved it. Your great-grandma loved it. <laughs> your aunts, your uncles. Yeah. Well, I think parents. Your- I think wrestling's starting to get back to that point. Um, I think it's slowly, slowly but surely. I think it's getting more popular. I think again, so it's not the same old drawn old thing. So, right. Well, uh, as uh, many of you listeners may or may not know, the Iceman and I have been pretty busy. Uh, so the last three episodes were uh, pre-recorded. Not that we don't love you guys and want to give you new content every week, but. Um, well, I should say the last two episodes, um, but uh, the Iceman had a little trip that he went on with his wife, and then uh, I was also busy as well. Um, I had a few birthdays to do and some other family things, and then uh, also hooked the Iceman and I up with a with a new uh, studio that I'm recording in now. It's in it's still in shambles, but. Maybe it'll come along, uh, hopefully this week or so, get together. And, uh, yeah, so now we got uh, two studios. We're uh, we're rocking and rolling. That's right. Yeah, I, uh, I checked out the studio yesterday, and uh, I think it's going to have um, a lot of good stuff in there, I think. As soon as we can get our hands on some memorabilia and whatnot, you know. So, I mean, I know I got some some good wrestling stuff at uh, at home at my folks um, that I'm going to be getting um, sometime between now and, and uh, when I go down there for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Um, so, yeah, I got some old school magazines and, and some other uh, good wrestling stuff. So hopefully I can get. We can get uh, the studio set up here and get some stuff set up so it starts looking like a like a good studio. We're going to have more than just wrestling stuff in here. We'll have some sports stuff, so that'll be cool. I'm excited. Yeah. So, You know, for those magazines, we might want to get some uh, picture frames or something like that to put the magazines in, hang up on the wall, right? Yeah, what yeah, like, like, a stand, like a little stand or something. Yeah. Or, yeah, or a stand, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll figure them out. I gotta find them. I I think my mom knows where they're at, but I'm not for sure. I gotta find them. Well, I hope she does. That'll add to the uh, the the studio quality. I think. Yeah, I think so. Maybe uh, we'll get more listeners out of it. 
Yeah, maybe, maybe. Right. Um, so I guess let's get into wrestling. Enough about us blabbering on. That's why you, uh, you listeners, came to the podcast. You want to learn about, listen about wrestling, not uh, us talk about our uh, personal lives. Maybe that's for another podcast. Yeah, that could be. That could be. So a lot of big things happened the last couple of weeks. Then plus this week too. Um, where do you want to start? Start, Ice Man. Um, you know what? I'm going to be honest with you guys right now. I haven't really watched a whole lot of wrestling in the last two weeks. Um, I have been busy down in Nashville making my, uh, my singles record debut, you know, um, and whatnot. Um, but, um, So, and Dynamite was last week on Saturday, so I didn't get to watch it because I was down in Nashville, and I haven't got to watch it this week because I've been kind of busy and doing other things, Um, and then I started watching Rampage from last night, um, which was turning out to be really good, but then little baby wanted her daddy, so... We uh we had to go cuddle, so and try to get her to sleep, and then she fought me. But I did catch the end of Dynamite, and I did watch Roads to the Top. Nice. How was that? Was it is that uh, is that worth worth watching, or what's your opinion? Um. Uh, let me let me start out with uh, Dynamite. Uh, from what I did see, um, I did see the first match and the last match. Okay. Um, the first match was Daniel Bryant versus The Natural, Dustin Rhodes. Or did I say Daniel Bryant? I meant Brian Danielson. We all knew who you were talking about. Brian. I should never say his name again. <laughs> um, yeah, so that match was really good. So if you haven't watched it yet, I uh, highly suggest uh, flipping it on and taking a peek at it because uh, I thought they did a great job. So, And then um, Cody was the final match against Al- our almost did it again, Malachi Black. Um, that was really good too. Um, except for, um, you know, I'm noticing this, and CM Punk kind of brought it up in some of his interviews. Um, as of lately on podcasts, is that the guys aren't selling moves. Yeah. Do you you catch that a lot? Yeah. I mean, I have to be honest. I don't watch tons and tons of uh, WWE anymore. Uh, Well, it doesn't have to be WWE. It's AEW, too. Well, that's what I was going to say. I I can't really quote on WWE, but I – I do notice it on on AEW a lot. Um, it it uh, started bothering me, especially when because I'm I'm a, a, I would consider myself a fairly decently big fan of uh, Petey Williams. I love back in the day when he'd break out that Canadian Destroyer, right. and I know we talked about it on the podcast about them overusing that move, but if he hit that move. 98% of the time to to damn near 100% of the time he got the three count out of that right and i i noticed like dustin's hitting it the bucks are hitting it these guys that guy and that's like to me that should be that's that was such a hard move to pull off back in the day that you know you know, you have people hitting it, and then they're kicking out of it at two. And yeah. I feel like that when it comes to things like that, and I understand you you really put it in perspective for me, and I can't remember if we got it on the podcast or you and I were just talking randomly one day, but you said that, oh, well, if somebody else does somebody's finisher, as in, say, the Bucks do the Canadian Destroyer, we'll use that as an example. That they're not perfectionists in it, so therefore they don't hit it 
the same way Petey Williams does. So they're not always going to get a three count like Petey Williams might because it's his finisher. He's perfected it, and they're not hitting it like he hits it to get that three count. Right. And I liked that you had put it that way because I really thought, oh, well, that makes perfect sense and explains why, you know, if I go and and I'm wrestling Randy Orton and I steal the RKO, why I may not get the three count on him where he's going to get the three count on me when he hits the RKO. Yeah. Um, But in the same regards, there are a lot of false finishes, a lot of real close two counts in AEW. And sometimes I feel like it, it, it adds a lot of like really good excitement, but then I, what you're saying and what what's CM Punk saying too? Yeah, because um, like last night, okay, um, Dynamite, Cody Rhodes, Malachi Black, they're towards the end of the match, right? Mm-hmm. And Malachi Black hit him with um, uh, what's the kick? Oh, the black mask. Well, black that's mask. what that's what it was in WWE. I don't know. Uh, it might be. Okay. Well, he hits him with black mass. All right. So, and then Cody happens to like fall like next to the ring or next to the ropes or whatever in the corner. Okay. He like spun over to the corner and then like half inside, half out, outside the ring. Mm-hmm. Well, then the next thing you know, like Cody's like holding out of the ropes. And then gets up and starts beating up on Aleister Black. Or Malachi Black. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was going to say. Like, now it, the, oh, go ahead. Uh, just real quick is that that kick laid him out cold in the middle of the ring. And then Aleister, uh, Malachi Black pinned him with his foot. Okay. So how do we go through a, a whole match? And get up to that point to where he falls and then regains consciousness after like 15 minutes of wrestling. Right. How, how does that all work? Now, I was, what I was going to say was if he fell close to the ropes, I could kind of see them doing a, a two count with him touching the ropes or whatever. You know what I mean? Kind of like. A, well, he, he, he like he was like crawling out to the outside. You know what I mean? Oh, okay, so it didn't lay him out all the way then. Yeah, I mean, you could tell that, like, the kick wasn't, it wasn't really laid out like he got all of it, but still. Right. I, I mean, if you're going to do that, you got to get to the outside, right? Right, yeah. You got to get to the outside to make it more, to give yourself more time. Yeah. Because Alistair was trying, or, Malachi was trying to like pull him back in the ropes to like get the cover on him and whatnot. Yeah. And then after he fought him for a couple seconds, then it just went out like that. But so, yeah, honestly, honestly, I think that's like the, as of right now, I think that's like the only knock that I really have against AEW. Yeah. Because I, I feel like they're doing almost everything else pretty much spot on. I mean, they only have they have four pay-per-views a year, so then they can make big cards each time. They're important. They have special events on TNT and live TV, which I like that. That's nice. That's cool. They're bringing in local people to wrestle on Dark and on Elevation and stuff. Mm-hmm. They're bringing in other... Indie talent, you know, Daniel um, Daniel Garcia. I mean, he is like the hottest thing on the indies right now. Yeah. Um, you know, they're signing good guys. Not only are they signing big games like Brian Danielson or CM Punk, um, you know, John Moxley at the time, but they're signing like good, solid workers, you know, 2.0, good, solid workers, you know, they're, yeah, they may not be the big names that they're going to draw a lot of money, but they're solid worker guys. Yeah. Um, and you need those. You can't have a roster that's 100% five-star guys 
It just doesn't work that way. Right. Um, and I feel like they tell good stories. Uh, things aren't drawn out. Um, they're doing good matches. They're ha- cutting good promos. They're doing good things for the young talent coming through. Um, and I can definitely tell that Tony cares. But, yeah, when it comes to that false finish, it's almost like, holy crap, can we over- – it's almost like the the WWE version of the schoolboy roll-up roll from behind. Right. You know, I, I get sick and tired of seeing up oh, schoolboy roll up it's like that is the weakest part of wrestling i it's got its time and its place but there's so many times where i've seen that where it's like ugh this again like how many right. times are you actually going to get a three count if you surprise somebody like that i yeah. mean i understand it happens but not that much i'm trying to trying to remember i think it was wrestlemania 6 when uh hogan wrestled the Ultimate Warrior, mm-hmm. belt for belts or whatever. Yeah. Um, did you ever watch that match? I haven't. I I know you and I have talked about it, and and I want I need to sit down and watch it. There's, I I got a good list of uh, of things to watch this winter for sure. Okay. Well, anyways, let's just touch base on that since we're on this whole like topic of the false finishes and whatnot. Um. I thought that match right there was like picture perfect because both guys like did their finishes and whatnot or got close and they had their, their moments of kick out and both guys went like the whole time. I mean, ultimate warrior, he was always blown up before he even got in the ring. Cause he was running down the ring and <laughs> shaking yeah. the ropes, you know? Right. Um, but, uh, Things like that, that like that match, that has meaning to those false finishes. Like they're not false finishes every ten seconds. Right, you right. Know? As long as they give you like a really good story and the fall and a couple false finishes, then it's got something. But it can't be like, okay, I'm gonna hit my finisher on you. three quarters of the way through the match and you're going to kick out. Right. It's three quarters of the way through the match. I mean, there should be no reason why some, why somebody's kicking on your finisher three quarters through the way of the match. You know what I mean? Right. I, and that's the thing is I'm not against false finishes. I'm just saying there's a time and a place. Right. And when it gets down to it, <clears throat> you know, I mean, nobody kicks out of the one wing angel. I mean, I know there will be a day. If somebody does, and when that happens, there has been a story throughout Ke- Kenny Omega's entire career of nobody kicking out of it, and it'll be a special moment. But like yeah. the things that come to my mind, and I know we've been saying this, in my opinion, Young Bucks matches, Lucha Bro match, those two people, those two teams, off the top of my head, have the most false finishes. Out of anybody else that I can think of. Oh, 100%. And it's just like, holy crap, how many times, you know, let's just beat the crap out of each other for 25 minutes and then, oh, just kidding, two count. Like, no, that that's not part of the story. Right. It's not how many high spots we can fit into one match and get boos and ahs. A lot of times when people are diving to the outside, I think it's a waste of time. Yeah, I was gonna say that's that dive outside. That's a close, a close second to these false finishes. I know a lot of, I've read a lot of things about <clears throat> other guys in the in the industry saying that they think that AEW has a lot of dives outside that they should tone that down a little. Well, I mean, you could say the same thing with WWE. I mean, when Ricochet came in, I mean, to to the main roster. That's all that he was doing. He was doing the same spiel every time he wrestled. Well, I think part of that kind of where he kind of came from prior to, because in Lucha Underground, that's all they did. Every match, dive outside, dive outside, dive outside. Right. 
<clears throat> so I mean, maybe it was just kind of instilled in his grant in in his brain from Lucha Underground. Maybe, but I mean, they should have worked the kinks out then. Right. I mean, everything with WWE is, I mean, pretty much produced. You know, I don't think they they really 100% call matches in the ring. So, I mean, maybe a few of the guys do, but yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. I mean, is, I mean, kind of like an insider to the business, but I still don't know everything that goes on in WWE or AW or any other promotion. But most of the time, those guys have a ring set up in the hotel or have a ring set up somewhere, and they're running through all their matches. I mean, especially with the big shows and whatnot, because they want everything to be perfect because it's a production, you know? Right. I mean, that's like with AEW. They get that ring set up. Those guys are out there a couple hours beforehand running through spots, whatnot, like just getting the feel. I mean, that's that's what you do. I mean, unless you just go in there and wing it. I mean, some guys can go in there and wing it. I'm not saying they can't, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, I can definitely see practicing some big spots, like big spots that may be a little bit more dangerous than others or whatnot. But other than that, I mean, I'd pretty much call it pretty much. I've never wrestled, but besides, you know, a few stuff with my buddies, just like any other teenage boy does, it's into wrestling, but, uh, you know, I don't consider myself an expert, but I feel like that a lot of those guys that are good can just call it in the ring. I mean, they just kind of know. Right. That's, uh, that's kind of like, uh. Uh, with your uh, the night before your wedding, when when we uh, chopped the heck out of uh, what's his name? <laughs> oh yeah, Tanner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I th- I think he was deserving of it, right? <laughs> yeah, it was um, it was it was for what he was gonna do the the night after. Right. Yeah. We made his chest pretty red, or I did. I chopped him probably. I don't know. 20 times. Yeah. Maybe less, but his, uh, his chest was looking like a Rex Flair sting chest. So yeah, it was, it was pretty big red. Yep. So don't mess with the ax man's <laughs> or don't, don't mess with the ax man. Cause the ax man sends Maddie ice to chop the heck out of you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, <laughs> Chop Chop City. Chop City. That's right, Chop City. Uh, anyways, um, we are 25 minutes, or we're not uh, 25 minutes in yet, but uh, we're getting pretty close. Um, uh, so, anything that you want to touch base on? I know I just saw this. I think uh, Impact had a pay-per-view last night. They did, they did. Okay, spoiler alert. Um, my uh, my girlfriend Cassie Lee and her best friend. Uh, I don't even know her name. Um, the Iconics. We'll just call them the Iconics because that's all I know them as. Um, Cassie Lee would be. They're the inspiration now. Inspiration. Thank you. The inspiration are the Impact Women's Tag Champs. Nice. I I was hoping that they were gonna win. That's, I like that. That's, that's good. That's good. You know, I really enjoyed, um, their time in WWE. Um, I thought they were a great tag team, and they had. I thought they had like great chemistry together, and then they broke them up. And then they had Billy Kay running around like with a resume in her hand, like, handing it out to everybody. Like, why would you even do that? I mean, 
obviously, if you're getting paid, I mean, you're going to do whatever you want. I mean, if Vince tells you to go clean that toilet, then I'd go clean the toilet because he's paying my check. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. But like some of their gimmicks, um, kind of like uh, Baron Corbin is he goes from being Baron Corbin to King Corbin to losing to Shinsuke Nakamura Corbin and becoming homeless. And now he's happy Corbin. I don't know where this all makes sense. Well, it's WWE. Whole... It doesn't make sense. <laughs> Right, it's just the flavor of the day. Oh, you're going to be happy, Corbin. Next week, he's going to be, I poop my pants, Corbin, and now I have truck stains all down my underpants. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. But kudos to those guys for putting up with that stuff because um, I know a lot of guys just don't do it and try not, or they don't even try 100% to put it over. They just give up and then they get released. So, so yeah, anyways. Um, so yeah, impact 18 champs inspiration. That's pretty cool. Um, what else you got? Uh, so for all of you who didn't watch the MLW pay-per-view, the hammer, my boy, Alexander Hammerstone, Beat Fatu for the MLW Heavyweight Championship. And he broke his ankle. Um, did you, you watch all those videos I sent you, right, of him rolling that? Yeah. Oh, for, for those of you who haven't seen it, viewer discretion advised, he goes to give Fatu like a, what would you call that, like a, like a pump kick kind of? Yeah, I think so. And uh, he rolls his planting foot, like, when he planted his foot, is he got it, like, kind of on the, on the edge of his, of his foot when he went to plant to kick and just rolls his ankle. He finished the match, which I give him props because he had to have been in so much pain. Because yeah. um, I... I I feel for him. I have rolled my ankle that bad before playing uh rec some rec basketball in, when I was in college. I was, you know, running down the court and I jumped to try to pass the ball real quick over top somebody. And when I came down, I landed on their foot, on the edge of their foot and just rolled the piss out of my ankle and I heard it like kind of pop and I could have swore I broke my ankle and mine looked just like his nasty i mean he looked like he had a tennis ball in there yeah it's all black and stuff um but yeah it it looked it looked pretty bad i think he got negative x-ray results so i think it's just like a really bad i mean i guess i would consider that maybe a sprain or or whatnot but um yeah i don't know if i sent you this though that he um now the mlw is doing their their tv show fusion again um, he relinquished his his open open weight title. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So he's not double champ. He's just singles champ. So I was a little bummed about that. Um, considering he's held that title, he's the only person to ever hold that title. We saw him win it in Milwaukee like two years ago, over two years ago. Because that yeah, was, it, was it. It would have been three, I think, almost. Um, I think it'll be three like this summer because, because yeah. we would have went right before a uh, little baby would have been born. So, right. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. That's right. That's right. Um, so yeah, but yeah, I was a little bummed. I feel like they could have done a, a good story storyline with that, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, court Bowers probably got some good stuff planned out in MLW. Excited to see what kind of good stuff they have because they always seem to bring in. That's the thing I like about MLW is they bring in guys that um, that I did just fit well in MLW. Yeah, you know I'm surprised that you even want to talk about MLW considering the fact that uh, 
that's when um, your wife's love for the scarf came into play. <laughs> you know, you can't blame the product. You just got to blame the guy. And I don't even blame MJF because she hates MJF. She just likes the scarf. She just likes that Burberry scarf, huh? Telling you, she runs that Twitter page. She probably does. Would have put it past her. Yeah, she is MJF scarf. She could be. She could be. Maybe you should get her a scarf for Christmas. Oh, maybe that might be a good idea. Yeah. But I would highly suggest a knockoff because those scarves are pretty expensive. I'm sure they are. I, I, th- I think that I think that scarf is like three hundred. I don't know. We can look. Ooh, dang! Breaking the bank. So, um, also in other news, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, congratulations to Xavier Woods. He is uh, king of. Yeah, he's uh, king of the ring. Um, you know, um, he did um, um, a uh, interview backstage after he won, and he was talking about the match or about the King of the Ring, about titles and all that stuff. He says the titles mean nothing, but the King of the Ring meant everything to him. So, I kind of like that. Yeah. So, I I thought that was really nice. Yeah, because, I mean, and, and that's the thing that I like about wrestling is, like, there's some, like, things that may not be like super popular, but they're extremely important to uh like a lot of other wrestlers that other wrestlers may not be interested. Like for instance MLW doing that opera cup. I never heard of the opera cup. I couldn't tell you the until MLW started doing it when the last time it was that they had an opera cup, but it seemed like that it was extremely important to um to some of those guys because it had so much of that old school wrestling history on it. And, and I feel like you have to have that, that element in wrestling or what's the point of anything. You know what I mean? Right. If, if Xavier Woods isn't excited and important, and that's important for him to win the King of the ring, then there's no reason to have the King of the ring tournament. Right. That's right. So, um, real quick, is that um, the Burberry scarves? Yeah. Yeah, you'd really have to love your wife to buy her a Burberry scarf. Yeah. It's actually $470. Holy Toledo. Yeah. I might have to take out a loan for that. Yeah. That's like adding a second mortgage to your house. Woof. Woof. $470 for a scarf. For a piece of, like, wool. (laughs) I don't think so. Dang. I mean, what even is Burberry? Is it actually made from wool, or... Or is Burberry just the pattern? Burberry is the brand. Oh. So... Burberry is a is an expensive brand. Okay. So. Okay. Huh. Well, yeah, definitely. I'm not. Uh... You're not buying a scarf. Sorry, nope. Ashley. No, nope, <laughs> definitely not. So. Um. So, um, I don't know about, uh, you, but I know that, uh, uh, I was watching a little bit of, uh, WWE this week, just bits and pieces, um, SmackDown, they had, uh, Charlotte go from SmackDown to Raw, or, or from Raw to SmackDown, and then Becky go from SmackDown to Raw. 
And uh, so they relinquished titles to each other to switch brands. Okay. And both of them, they made it out to be like a big thing. Like, okay, you're the SmackDown Women's Champion and you get traded to Raw. So you're just going to be the Raw Women's Champion. You're not, it's not anything special. Right. But they made it into a whole big shenanigan of like them both not wanting to relinquish their titles and hand it over to get the other title. Hmm. What do you think about that? Well, that's perfect because it goes into the next thing I was going to bring up too. Um, Survivor Series? Uh, No, I wasn't going to bring up Survivor Series. Oh, okay. Um, that's coming up. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't understand why this... Why does it matter? Why can't they just keep the titles that they have? I mean, I understand they're different colors, but... I don't understand why they needed to make a big deal about it. Like, and why did they switch them? Why did they switch their them on their shows? Did they ever say, or is it just a typical WWE thing? Like, oh, we're just switching because we want to. Um, I don't know. It's probably for ratings wise or whatever. Yeah, but so I guess apparently. Charlotte got escorted out of the building Friday after SmackDown because her and Becky Lynch had some kind of confrontation backstage. Really? Yeah. It's, so says this this article that I... I um, Came crap. across? Yeah. So I don't know what the heck the deal is. I mean, it could be all fake just to, you know, kind of spark. But... I'm sure it probably is. So, uh, keeping it going with WWE right now, um, I just got a text from uh, my uh, my wife, and she's giving me inside uh, track news here. Uh, Corey Graves and Carmella confirm engagement. Oh, nice. So, Corey Graves is engaged to plastic surgery. Carmella looks so fake. Her face just looks like she's got plastic surgery up to yin-yang. Maybe you know, she's got a lot of Botox. Maybe. But, like, I don't know. When I look at her, I'm like, what do you really look like without all that? Like, what did you look like, t- like, 10 years ago, 15 years ago? <laughs> yeah. Because I'm sure she's probably right around 30-some years old, I'm thinking. Uh, maybe maybe give it, give or take. I don't know. I can look yeah, that up. I don't know. I, it's hard to tell sometimes. I mean, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to tell. But, um... Okay, she's 34. Okay, so... Yeah, probably right about where I thought she was going to be. So, but her lips always look like super weird. <laughs> she probably, she might get those lip injections. She probably does. So I don't know if you saw this, but the Briscoes, are uh, new GCW tag champs. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so the forbidden door is open. I mean, it's been open all summer, but... Very, very interesting. Um... Speaking of um, Forbidden Doors, too, is that uh, FTR won the um, the AAA titles? Tag titles? Yeah. From the Lucha I, Bros? I saw that, thanks to Andrade, right? Yeah. I think it was Andrade, right? Yeah, yeah. He had... Um, he... I 
yeah, I think they're going to do a, a storyline between him and MJF. And he, Andrade might be building kind of like a, a Latina World Order 2.0 kind of deal. I think they're going to try to try to get him a group. And I think he deserves a group. I, w- I really, I know he hasn't been on Dynamite and stuff too awful much. But I want to see him kind of get a group uh, going. I think that would be really cool and, and give another element in the because that's I like that AEW kind of has those. Everybody's kind of got a group. It's it, it is kind of like New Japan, um, but I feel like it adds extra elements to the storyline. Yeah, it does add a little extra um, because then you get the, especially the the infiltration, kind of like MJF into the inner circle, right. Right. And then branching off from there. So, it does. So, um, I got some more Bound for Glory news. Okay. So, spoilers. If any of you haven't watched this and want to watch this, pause this right now. Go watch Bound for Glory and then unpause this. Um, Christian lost last night to Moose. So Moose is Impact World Champion. Okay. Um, I, I'm not really shocked at that one. Um, just being because Christian is more um, AEW um, contracted, I think. So, um, and... I think they just kind of threw that wrench into the storyline because I don't think they were going to pull off like the Kenny being the belt collector thing. Yeah. I think that might have fell down by the wayside. So. Yeah, probably. And I, I think some of it might have had to do with COVID and stuff too, with traveling and stuff. Right. Um, also, um, I'm sad to see this, but I guess at the same time, it is what it is. Mickey James beat uh, Deanna Perrazzo for the Knockouts Championship last night. Really? Yep. So I didn't, I didn't know Mickey James was back in Impact. Yep, she sure is. I thought she was uh, rolling around with her husband. Nope. Hmm. Okay. I thought that would have been uh, nice to see her and uh, um, Camille go at it. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I was hoping for, too. But Like, hey, you're running around with my husband and his group. I'm the bad B. Yeah, right. Move off to the side. I need your title now, right? Yeah, they, that's how they should have done it. But, you know... I guess we don't always get what we want. Yeah. That Camille, though, man, she's a beast. She's jacked. Yeah. She She uh, is jacked. I definitely wouldn't want to mess with her. That's for sure. You know what would be really interesting? What's that? Um, Is having Camille wrestle Jay Cargill. Hmm, That would be interesting. I think... What if didn't, they tag... didn't we already talk about that? I think we already talked about it. Yeah, or them tagging. I, I think they, them tagging. Yeah. Yeah, because I was going to say that again. I think that would be... Especially if um, AEW got tag belts. Well, NWA has women's tag belts, so there you go. So does Impact. Right. Maybe they, yeah. just, maybe they just run roughshod over all women's tag divisions. Yeah. But um, speaking of like Jay Cargill and whatnot, going back to Road to the Top, is that it, you you get like you know your storylines from AEW, and then you find out that Cody spends all of his time with QT and yeah. Preston, Preston Vance. It it almost it almost ruins the 
the aspect of wrestling when they do stuff like that. Yeah, but I mean, you're living in today's society with the internet capabilities and you're finding out, oh, well, you know, Cody's married to Brandy, you know, and Brandy and Cody had a feud and just not, not saying that they had a feud, but you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, wait a minute. I thought they hated each other on TV and they're married. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Um, but, uh, yeah, Jade Cargill, I mean, she, she portrays that, uh, that image, but I think she, um, from what I see on roads to the top is I, I mean, she, she's actually good friends with Brandy. So I thought that was kind of neat. Um, just to, just to see that, um, that they're, that they're friends, you know? Yeah. Cause, uh, she was at the, uh, the baby shower for Brandy. Hmm. So, so yeah, I thought that was, that was cool. Just a little insider. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. On there. For sure. So I, so, I guess, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I guess Tony niece was spotted at AEW. Oh, really? Like in the crowd. Yeah. Okay. Just like, just like when we saw um, a Wisconsin guy sitting in the crowd next to us, right? <laughs> yeah, but I guess I think Tony Nese was more like front row, so maybe he's coming to coming to AEW. Could be. Could be. Uh, what's your per- partake on um, America's Top Team and the infiltration? Who's America's Top Team? Dan Lambert. Oh, yeah. You asked me about this a couple weeks ago. Did uh, I? Okay. Yeah, but I don't know. Part of me likes it and part of me doesn't. Um, I don't know. I want to see how things kind of go before I make up a, a solid. I don't know. I have mixed feelings, I guess. Yeah, I'm interested to see, like, if... The other guys in the group. Now we just saw what's his name wrestle um, on uh, Rampage. Um, I can't even think of his name. the The big guy, the big bald guy. Anyways, um, uh, Los Angeles or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. He wrestled with um, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. Okay. But then you have Paige Van Zandt, um, and then her boyfriend or whatever, her husband. So um, it would be interesting to see if those guys get into the whole wrestling business, um, if that's their angle that they want to go. Um, but if it's not, then I don't know what they're all doing there. So... You know yeah, what I mean? I mean, yeah, I do know what you mean, but who, I mean, who knows? I mean, I think, and and not that I'm blaming them, but maybe people see like, oh, well, Brock Lesnar, I mean, I know he started in collegiate wrestling, but maybe people see like, well, he was able to flip-flop back and forth between them, and he's been pretty successful, and the same thing with Ronda, so maybe... You know, a lot of people see that and maybe they want to give it a shot. I don't know. I don't know. That's just what what comes to my mind off right off the bat. Yeah. So I I don't So Well, um you got any like quick one-offs? As we're uh, getting getting close to the to the end here, um, no, I don't really have much, um, except for how's how's the new place? I know you uh, spent uh, the night in it last night, right? Yeah, yeah, it was it was good. Um, obviously, it's gonna take us probably probably I'm um, a good 
I'd say a, a good week to to get everything like unpacked and kind of in place and settled in and stuff. Um, especially with us still working during the week and whatnot. Um, and we had piles of boxes everywhere. And when we got, it was funny when we got here last night, um, my Ashley was like, Oh, where's this? And I'm like, I don't know. She said, but you brought everything in. Yeah. But I don't remember where I put everything. I just set it in piles. So it was funny kind of browsing through stuff, trying to figure out where things were here and there. Um, and, and it's, it, it's funny. She, she had the willies last night. Uh, she was, she was afraid that, uh, that there might be like ghosts or, or people hiding around corners and stuff. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, like, no, there's nobody here but us. So <laughs> I got, I got a kick out of that. And, and Matt's in the basement. Don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it was funny though. Cause last night before her parents left, her dad was like, all right, so I'm moving into your spare bedroom. He's like, and then, uh, Ashley's mom said, well, no, you can't move in there. The stairs are too steep. He goes, I don't plan on using the stairs. I'm going to go up and I expect all my meals to be brought to me. So I'm your new guest. And then I said, well, Matt's building bunk beds in the basement. So we're going to have a full house. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, no, other than that, I mean, I like it. We tried out the fireplace last night. So. So, yeah. Cool, cool. I'm excited, and the the two neighbors I've met so far um, seem pretty nice. So, neighbor, I'm uh, I'm excited to see uh, see how it goes from here. Considering this is only uh, day two, so did you introduce uh, uh, Ashley as your um, your husband's sister? <laughs> <laughs> No, she actually hasn't met any neighbors, so I'm the only person to meet anybody. So, okay, uh, this is this is my uh, my husband's sister. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she got a kick out of that one. That was good. So, yeah, I thought that that would have been probably funny if you would if you <laughs> came up with that right on the fly, like, oh yeah, this is my husband. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that would have been hilarious. Just to see the the look on people's faces, be like, oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely how you find out what kind of neighbors you have for sure. Right. Just tell them that you're uh, that you're that type. <laughs> so. Oh, you're you're one of those. <laughs> oh, you're one of those. Yeah, and then you say, "What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> what, what, what's that supposed to mean? One of those." <laughs> but um, yeah. I just have a a, a few quick. Little tidbits here. Let me see if I can pull them up. If not, then whatever. Um, so, yeah, we talked about Tony Nice. Oh, we almost forgot uh, that that um, WoW is starting up again. Yeah. Wow. Um, I don't know if you caught any of it before. Probably not. Um, WoW was like real small ring. Kind of um, um, like a Hollywood production almost, it seemed like, um, with some real wrestlers like, uh, what's her name? Uh, um, uh, what is her name? Jeez, uh, my mind is drawing a blank. It's too early, I guess, for me, mm-hmm. even though I've been awake for over an hour. Um uh, geez, Tully's, uh, Tessa Blanchard, Tessa Blanchard was in there. Okay. She was, she was like the champ or something like that, I think in there for a little yeah. bit. But anyways, uh, yeah, it's kind of like, um, uh, like low to me. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. That kind of like those over the top characteristics yeah, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, well, I'll definitely have to check out a few episodes if it's if it's on something where where I can watch and and whatnot because it seems like that they've been signing some some bigger names and stuff so it would be interesting 
to see how things kind of transpire. Yeah, well, hopefully, uh, hopefully it winds up pretty good. So, yeah, um, uh, it, it would be nice to see some of the uh, the the India talent, like, um, or you know what you you do is you make Wow kind of like the top indie talent for women. You know what I mean? You bring in like all the champions from like different federations and kind of like blend them in. You know yeah, I mean? you could you could do that for sure. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. Yeah, that would be interesting. Or all the top, all the top talent from some of these these groups and whatnot. Right. And just kind of infiltrate them in, kind of like Sierra. I put like Sky Blue in the mix. Um, you could have like Camille be in there, Tessa, um, Donna Perrazzo, uh Mickey James, if you want. Um, Britt Baker, Ty Conte, Anna Jay, all those girls, you know, the bunny. Yeah. I love me some bunny. <laughs> but um, the lo- only two little last two, like last little things I have is um, I saw a little, uh, a little blurb, I guess, Adam Cole um, kind of talked, I guess he talked up Kevin Owens and uh, in the Bucks that they've helped his career tremendously, I guess. Yeah. Um, so that was cool to see. I have a very strong feeling that after the beginning of the year, uh, Kevin Owens is coming to AEW. Come March, Kevin Owens is coming to AEW. I mean, it's the writing's on the wall. I mean, I, I, I it, it's inevitable. He's he's coming over, um, and maybe uh, maybe the Bucks will break away from Kenny and stuff. And same thing with Adam Cole, and they'll do that Mount Rushmore thing like they did in PWG. I don't know if you've seen any of that, but um, that's kind of some good cool stuff. So yeah, um, if you haven't seen it, you should look it up. It's 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 cool. I, I think I I think I seen something about it like years back. Yeah. Um. um I was going to say, um, out of everybody that was in ROH and out of, like, the group that went to WWE, you know, I think Kevin Owens had the best um, best deal out of the whole, the whole gig. Because, I mean, he got to work with Vince that, that bit. I mean, he was champion for a while. So I think he had the best career out of WWE. Out of all those guys. Yeah, him or, or Brian Danielson for sure. Oh, yeah, Brian Danielson too. Yeah. Um you know, yeah. well, I mean AJ was back in there too. Yeah, I guess, but AJ but AJ I was big in impact. A, a TNA guy, yeah. Yeah. Um so my the last thing I have is I don't know if you saw this, but um the finals for the G one uh were a couple days ago and I guess Kota Ibushi, it was between Kota Ibushi and Okada, and I guess Kota Ibushi got hurt, dislocated his shoulder, so they didn't even get to finish the match. Oh, dang. Yeah, so um, I haven't seen any other news on it, what they're going to do, but yeah, okay. I guess no bueno, so I guess we'll we'll have to let you fans know about that coming up. Okay. But that's all I got, so. All right. Well, I guess uh, that's all we have. So I think it was a good rambling session. I mean, since we didn't watch a whole lot of wrestling, just getting to talk about it. Yeah, get so, back to the groove. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess till next week, right? Yeah, next week, another one in the books. That's right. So uh, wear your mask, wash your hands, and uh, wash your distance. All right. Well, all right. We're out. Later. Man, Axe, I got a sweet tooth going on. Yeah? Well, what kind of snacks you got? Well, I got Crusher cookies. Crusher cookies. Okay. What flavors do you got? Well, it only comes in two flavors. One is Chair Shot Chocolate Chip, and the other one is Pinfall Peanut Butter. Which one would you like? Well, those both sound pretty good. 
I'll have one of both. One of both, huh? Well, I'm going to give you two apiece. Because you know what? You just can't have one of each. And you can get your cookies in a store near you. Follow us on Twitter at BeerCityBoys1. That's the number one, not spelled out. BeerCityBoys1. If you want to get in touch with us, you can reach us by email. Our email is hottagpodcast2020 at gmail.com. Hot Tag out.